Welcome to episode 9 from the Desk of Low. For this episode, I have with me a West Coast legend. Pitchfork Media named him one of the best MCs of our time. For you younger cats who don't know. Someone who I listened to since I found hip-hop in the summer of 1999. Mr. Raz Kaz is on the phone. How you doing, Mr. Raz? How are you doing, King Low? Oh, man, yeah, that's way better than the audio before, man. So that's good we can actually hear you now this time. Great, great. We are rocking. All right. So, yeah, let's jump into it. Right. So, like I said, I'm from Calgary, Alberta. A lot of people respect bars around here, and they really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to answer some questions that a lot of people have been waiting to hear where I'm from. So Much love to Calgary. Um, you know, I, I, I wear the Plains. Every once in a while, I wear the Plains jersey because, you know, the whole Sea Arson Carson thing. So, um, I'm, I can't... Uh, can't act like I'm very, very familiar with uh, with hockey, but the Calgary Flames are definitely inadvertently I repped it because it made sense. So maybe that's my sister. The sister city of Carson is probably Calgary. Hey, if it helps, sir, I, um, I'm Canadian, and a lot of people get on uh, at me for not liking hockey. They're like, "You're crazy for not liking hockey." I'm like, "I'm more of a basketball fan." I'm sorry. Well, I'm actually. Um Actually, like when I'm going to games, it's pretty exciting because they fight and all. You know, it's pretty exciting. I'm not. I'm a big MMA dude, so that is the sport that I can like sit there and I follow. Um, but yeah, I'm not averse to hockey at all. I'm I'm, I'm as much interested in, in in hockey as I am in football. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's all. I mean, I respect every sport. You know, the talent involved and and all that, but, um, yeah, for me, you know, it's MMA, but, yeah, I still rock the Calgary plan, so maybe I'm a hypocrite, who knows? Hey, you hear that, Calgary? We got love from Carson over here. Yes, sir. Hey, so let's jump into it, Mr. Raz. Can you remember the first song that you ever done before? I was, like, young, you know, probably, like, 13 or something, and, uh, I remember I wanted to write a theme song, which is interesting, the fact that I, I don't know, I just wanted, I making us a, like a, a rap or I don't know so anyway um, I remember writing it and uh, uh, it was horrible and I tried to say it and they were like that ain't good and I just remember that much like it was bad I think I knew it was bad <laughs> and that was my first attempt at writing a rap I don't remember the first song that I tried to write can you remember what year this was? oh man this would have had to been 80, 80, or something, 80, 87 or something. Oh, so yeah. I, I wasn't even thought of yet. I was still in my dad. I was still in my dad's nuts. Hey, man, shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> no homo, no homo. No, I mean, nah, I mean, we all came out, out of our parents, out of our dad's nuts and our mom, my jeans. So that's how it works. Peace to them. Peace to them. Um, another question that I always had for artists nowadays. Um, do you keep all of your old cassettes and CDs from your career as a reminder of how much work to you, how much work you put in? And do you play a lot of unreleased records and collabs that we may never get to hear just for yourself? Like you played, but like, yeah, I did that, but you don't release it to the world. Um, you know, honestly, uh, I went through so, you know, peaks and valleys in my life, you know, outside of even, you know, my career. 
And so a lot of stuff has been lost to antiquity, you know, just the process of moving or, you know, having it in a storage somewhere and then something goes awry. So I have so much of my past missing. Like, literally, there's two albums. One I did, um, my first demo before Solo Nice, which I really wish I had. It, um, it was, you know, it, it's such a, a, a cornerstone of, you know, my journey. And uh, uh, Adrian Miller, who manages Anderson Pack, said he had it because he was one of the people that back in the day was going to sign me. Um, but he, he hasn't been able to locate it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and I had an album called Catch Me If You Can when I was, like, fighting with Capital around 2002 um, that I recorded, and that was a whole project. So I lost those. And then there's so many other songs. Like, I, you know, um, get my A&R... Uh, at the time at Priority and Capitol Records a dude named Mark Brown I think he has a lot like I have Kanye records uh, all kind of stuff I was working constantly that's kind of you know my passion so it, it wasn't only work but I don't have a lot of it man that's really unfortunate for me um, yeah but I've start, you know what, I, what I've started doing now is trying to you know whether I grab it off the internet or I, you know I come across you know, people in my past and ask them, can they dig up stuff? So I'm trying to keep it because, you know, for me, uh, not necessarily, not necessarily, um, do I listen to it, but it's just, you know, it is my journey. It's what, you know, it's what I've spent my, my, my life's blood doing. And, you know, um, at least at some point, hopefully I can sit back and take the time to, you know, put it in perspective. Um, it's all time capsules. So yeah, I I I I've been starting to do that, and I found some some interesting jewels. We just put out the Van Gogh album, which would have came out in about two thousand and one, and it was really cool to like almost almost like a almost it's almost like discovering fossils and reconstructing a T Rex is what we did. So that was cool to yeah. put that thing back together. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to lie, because I was so into hip-hop when I found, like, cause I, like I said, I had almost damn near everything. I had Van Gogh and Golden Child on my little-ass iPod, and, like, I'm not going to say, like, I bought it, because, you know, obviously it wasn't released, but to see, like, you actually do that with a unreleased pro or a leaked project and reconstruct it and put it back together, I really wish a lot of artists would do that, like... What, what was the motive behind that? Um, you know, for me, it's it's my life. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's not my new stuff, but it's still stuff that I did. And I don't, you know, it does it does me no favor just, you know, keeping it. Like, I'd rather let the world hear it. So, and, and the cool thing about it is, you know, a, a, to a certain degree, even the leaked version that people got was never the actual version. Mm. And so, you know, um, once again, like for this Van Gogh version, uh, the first song on the on the album, I used a Sunshine Anderson scratch, and we couldn't clear it. The major, my label couldn't clear it with uh, the label she was signed to. And so the true version of the song would never have been on the original Van Gogh because we had to pull that off and replace the scratches. So I found the version where I had the original scratches and was able, you know, 
now to, to really that version the way I envisioned it originally. So this is almost a truer version than the leaked version. It's the version that you would have preferred the world to hear, I'm guessing. Yeah, and without the label politics, that would, it would have been, you know, that was what, that's how the song was conceived. Because the song was actually conceived around her, her singing. Like, that's how I wrote the record uh, from the beginning. And then we had to pull that part off. And there's a version of a song called Kiss You. And, um, you know, I put the Home Sweet Home version because that song was supposed to be on the album. And then the whole Jada Kiss stuff and Alchemist. Um, so I, this is a truer version of what it would have been minus the, you know, the, the bullshit, to be perfectly honest. So, um, and then even with the Kiss You record, it was a Beatles sample, and we couldn't clear the Beatles sample. So when I do Golden Child, hopefully I'm still trying to find the original Beatles sample version because that's what the song was. And and you plan on doing that for Golden Child, right? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna put out Golden Child too. Just just to have it as time capsules, and maybe one day I can you know make it all like a volume, like Encyclopedia and these other projects, and maybe there's you know four at a time, you know, and create some cool packaging and say, this is the journey as it should have been, and, you know, it, it, you know, yeah, you know, just the, it's my journey, and, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully that, you know, the 18-year-old that loves hip-hop, you know, I'm still, you know, hip-hop is alive and well, and I'm, you know, you weren't born when I wrote my first rap, so, and, you know, and here we are having this conversation, so, you know, keep, you know, keep reaching people, and, Hopefully, I can touch them with, 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 you know, the things that I that I say, and you know, it's, you know, shit is a journey. That that's my mission, Mister Raz, is to bridge the gap because I noticed that nowadays a lot of these kids that they don't go back and redo, like they don't go back and listen to the ones who came before them because, like, I ask eighteen year olds, nineteen year olds, like you guys to know who Mac Ten is, Dub C, you guys know who Common is. Um, Raz Kaz, The Horseman, Corrupt, and it's just like, it blows my mind how these kids don't know, but then they listen to people who sign these people. I mean, like, who these people... Right. Are, like, it's, it, it just blows my mind. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Like, we live in an era of streaming now, and like, how, like, do you think that because you're uh, most of your projects, like the Van Goo and Golden Child leaked online, do you think that if we lived in the streaming era in the early 2000s, that you would have, like, sold a lot more with those albums because of the streaming era back then? If it was alive back then? Instead of yeah, making- yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, definitely I think so. But, you know, I mean, I, there's nothing I can do. Like, uh, timing is everything, and the whole thing is successful that timing plus, prep, you know, preparation. So all I can keep doing is working smarter and harder and being prepared, you know, that, you know, for whatever reason, it activates and clicks into people's, you know, consciousness um, and awareness. And, and, you know, not necessarily that they have to, you know, you know, worry about the past. I'm still alive and I'm still creating. So hopefully, you know, they can hear, you know, the, you know, like, we did Intellectual Property, which was a, a crazy album, and then being Apollo Ground, and, you know, being Apollo did Blasphemy, and me and Jack Splash, you know, did uh, Timmy Hendrix, so, you know, we're constantly doing creative, you know, trying to, you know, 
push the bar, you know, push the bar and, and do something, do something to you. So hopefully, hopefully they'll, you know, they'll, they'll grow and, and get this other stuff. Um, speaking of uh, Soul on Ice, uh, because I have Tidal, and when I went to go back and like download your discography when I first got Tidal in January, and I noticed that like Soul on Ice isn't on Tidal, and I'm wondering like, is it just Tidal, or is it is that not released on sites at all? Um, it's on iTunes. There's a lot of conflict. Uh, I wouldn't even say conflict. There's some discrepancies and disagreement. Uh, with the with the original solo nights and brand assassination, you know, between uh yeah. me and and, 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 and Capital. I've kinda let let that go to a certain degree. Uh, you know, I, I don't wanna live in my past. I mean I definitely wanna service for me my time capsules and then I get to rearrange them. At some point I I'd love to do like replay and redo everything. That's kinda what Prince did. Um and then reissue those records, just relay them and, and you know, um and and you know, kind of, kind of, kind of how uh, um, L Matic, what L's idea, you know, but you know, doing my my project and just redoing them over, like like a like a collective piece, right? Like a like like because yeah. I have a copy of Jizz's Liquid Swords, and it's like a full chess piece kind of album, right? So so you right. so like is that what you're trying to kind of aim for, like a little collective for the fans that they could have? Yeah, and then, you know, it can be also available through title and, you know, other avenues because I'd have complete artistic and creative control and business control to, to release the music. So, at some point, I'm going to get a band together and I'm just going to redo the entire project. So, how important is it to work on your craft even when you don't want it? Uh, for me, uh, I don't know necessarily that. Well, I'm of two minds on that. I, when I'm at the luxury of, of, of when I have been at the luxury of, of not doing music, I've i quit. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, uh, um. It, it, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. If you're not inspired, sometimes you know, I, I, I'm kind of of the mind that give it a break. You know, sometimes walking away, doing something mundane, helps helps your creative juices flow. So for me, I, I step away. Um, let's say and, you know. I let, let's say if you, if you if you if you're doing something you have never done before and you see it take really taken off, like would you like? Is it important to work on something that you've never done before if you see it continuing? Um, it's really up to the individual. For, like I said, for me, I, I love, I actually, this is my, I, this music and being, writing, and this is my, this is, it's not only my craft, it's what I really enjoy in life. Like, that hasn't really changed for me. So, for me, I, I and and I like all kinds of forms. Like I like trap beats. I just don't think a lot of people rap good over them. Um, mm-hmm. I like I like I like R and B. I like certain kinds of reggae. I like pop records. I like 
EDM. I, I mean, I like music. So if I like it, I'm always interested in how I could lend myself as an instrument into that form of music. So I, I've never been, I've never cut myself off about who I am or what I like. I think I've been cut off by, you know, other people's interpretation of who I am or their their opinion about who I am. But for me, I, I mean, I'm always interested in, in trying to, trying to, trying to, trying to do, you know, not, there's nothing new under the sun, but trying to create this new, uh, you know, this new vision direction, uh, you know, to, to, to blaze a new trail and, and be creative and hopefully get people to, to see like, oh, that's brilliant. Do you see where he went with that? Whether it's the writing and the production. So for me, yeah, uh, yeah, I would always try to go, uh, I'm always trying to, trying to do something new that I'm uncomfortable with because that's the only way you really can grow. I don't want, I'm not, a, I don't want to be a one trick pony. I mean, I'm not a one trick pony. I can, I can, you know, people that know me that have been in the studio know I, I can write pop records. I can write whatever. Now, part of that is, you know, some things aren't meant for me. Like if I write it and I just feel like this isn't really my record, but it, it was written dope and I can hear so-and-so on this record. I'll enjoy that too. I like making music. Um, not necessarily for, for, for Raz Jazz, uh, to always write everything. Sometimes it leaks out. I'm just like, that would be really cool for Tupac or whoever it is. I'm like, yeah, you know, or Snoop or, you know, whatever. You know, I, I, I love the creative process. I'm more like Quincy Jones-ish, you know, um, when it comes to music. For Sorry. For someone who, like, doesn't have the voice to, like, actually do music, like, is it worth it to, like, ghostwrite to give you, like, your penmanship, penmanship away for free to start off with? Is it really worth it? Um, I think it's actually more lucrative to being an artist. Everybody's trying to be an artist. The, the, the people who I know personally who make a lot of money are writing records and, and you know, um, I'll give you, you know, one example is Neo. Neo lost his record deal um, before he was Neo, before the world ever heard of him. I knew him. And, uh, you know, I remember he was really distraught and sad. And, uh, you know, the one thing I remember, you know, I, I just told him this, the truth. I, you know, uh, nobody could take away from you what, you know, the universe or God or, you know, genetics gave you or luck or whatever you want to call it. And I was just like, man, you're an incredible writer. Like, he wrote like a rapper, and he'd write these songs, and it'd be amazing, and he could sing them. Amazing. And I just remember telling him, like, keep writing these songs, man. Like, you, you know, don't worry about a record deal. You're going to get yours, bro, because you have the talent. And uh, then he started, you know, so-and-so bought a song, and it did well, and then another person bought a song, and it did well, and then Beyonce bought a song, and then it went platinum, and then... And then he he looked up and he had, you know, whatever, five or six big records. And then they begged him to be an artist. And so writing is, it, it, you know, I, I'm a great writer. And a lot of, it's really hard now to even get into writing camps because it's so lucrative. People don't want, other writers don't want you around because you would be taking their check. So everything's very competitive. But writing is where the money is at. I would definitely, you know, um... I'll, at, at many stages, particularly even now, I would rather be the writer, executive producer, than be an artist. Depending, you know, having to depend on brass cast to finance, you know, my my life because, you know, it, 
and so many people competing for it. Um, right now, really, I, I would say very watered-down version of rap is what appeals to, you know, most people. Like, uh, you know, the popular stuff is pretty watered-down. Yeah. You know, not that, it, not that it's all bad. Uh, you know, I enjoy, uh, you know, a, 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 you know, a portion of it. I think, you know, some of them are like, it's a good song, it's fun, it's whatever, but there's, there's no balance and it's really hard, you know, it, it's basically like, you know, uh, Kendrick and J. Cole and and Nas, you know, you know, you know, to a lesser degree, you know, push your T or, you know, whatever, you know, just, you know, big crit, whatever. There's people that's lyrical, but it's really very few lyricists are getting the same kind of run as just whoever comes out with, you know, these very kind of sound the same records. And so that, that's, that, that part of it is hard being an artist where, I, you know, being a writer, you could write for everybody. Because, you know, even Drake, he can't come out with, you know, four albums a year. I mean, but, but he's doing great for himself. But I'm just saying, um, whoever it is, can he, who, but, but a writer can write for all those people. He can write for, 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 for he can write on the top 10 albums out right now and you would never know and it wouldn't matter. He'd still be getting paid. Or she would still be getting paid. Hmm. I never, I never knew that. But thanks. That th- maybe that would shed some light on a lot of people that are listening, because not a lot of people know that. Yeah, man. Um. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry too. Um. I noticed today, like, a, like a lot of rappers, like how we were talking about today, is like watered down and like they don't really do their homework. Like, how important is it to go back and actually? Do the homework. Um, I, I'm. I, I started off as a fan first. Um, you know, and and it, it changed my life and inadvertently gave me, you know, gave me a, a, a chance to be heard. It gave me, you know, it, it, it is my career. It is what I do for a living. So I mean, I'm grateful to everybody before me that gave me this opportunity. Period. And and it, not only me, it gave even the people that don't pay attention, it gave them a foundation. Um, you know, it gave, it gave Jay-Z, a, you know, the opportunity to become a billionaire and, and it gave, you know, most death, like all, all of us. And, and even Takashi 69, like we all, you know, Lil Yachty, like it's kind of like, that's crazy. If, if, if your parents raised you or your mom raised you or whoever raised you and, and fed you and, 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 and now you have something, you know, you know, you, you thank them and, you know, you want to know who are you that you, you know, thanks for giving me this opportunity. So I just see it as the most natural thing to do is to want to know, to investigate something that you're really interested in. You know, like basketball, Kobe, Kobe studied Jordan and Tyson studied, you know, uh, Boom Boom Mancini and, you know, whatever. Like you got to study everybody, everybody in any other sport. And in, in other forms of music, you know, people, you know, people, you know, the, 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 the even the ballerina studies Bach and Mozart, let alone the, 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 the orchestra. So I just don't understand that, you know, the, how, how, how that ignorance became, uh, pervasive and, and, and actually became cool in hip hop and rap music to, to disdain your foundation. It's just, it's, it's totally unnatural. It's an unnatural state. To, to not want to know the thing that that 
paid you and loved you when you when when you were even unaware of it. I mean, I don't know. It just seems weird. It's like it's like too like with morals too like it's the it's like that seems like the new thing now is like saying the most disrespectful thing under entertainer's photo and then waiting for them to respond like is, do you think is that's the way that somebody was raised? No, I, I think it's just the culture of it. Um, you know, it's the, the 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 internet age. It's the it's the trolling thing. You know, and and I didn't get it up until a few months ago where everybody's like, oh, he's just trolling. Oh, I love him because he's trolling. But, you know, there are circumstances for that, you know. And, and and when you're trolling and saying hurtful stuff, especially to people you don't know, it's different if, if I know you and we're, you know, giving each other a hard time and shooting shit. But yeah. it became, it's a lifestyle now of how to stand out. If I could say negative things to you and get you to respond and you happen to be, you know, um, a superstar and I want to be a superstar too. If I attack you a lot, that controversy brings attention to me. And so that's what they started learning. And I, I just think, you know, there's a saying all, all publicity is good publicity. Um, except when, when, when people, t- you know, uh, you know, find the defensive and, 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 and get at you. And, uh, you know, and so that part is unfortunate, you know, I think you know. I don't know him. He, he probably probably seems it seems like he's not a bad dude, and I kind of like some of his records. You know, the Takashi Six Nine dude, but it only takes one time, and they could have killed that guy. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. he's a young dude. He, you know, so so that part I understand that it creates hype, and I know the world stars and TMZs like it because it's controversial. But you know. Um, but you're a very thing with, oh I'm sorry to cut you off uh, Mr. Raz but you're a very well, no, was, oh go ahead go ahead well I, no go ahead. no go ahead but you're a very woke individual like do you think like half of this stuff is staged what these people are doing I, I, I don't even like the term woke I got knowledge itself I think um, I just don't like the term I, 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 I don't get it but um Oh, okay, my with that being said, no, 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 no. I'm just sharing with you. It's, it's fine. Um, um, I mean, we should all, you know, be conscious of, of, you know, what's in general right and wrong. Um, even because it's popular doesn't make it right. You know, slavery is popular. Um, you know, uh, beating your wife was popular in America and accepted and basically legal up until like the 19, you know, late 1950s. That didn't make it right. So, um, there's just, there's, there's a thing to be said about, you know, universal morality. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think, I don't necessarily believe it's staged. I just think this is the lifestyle that is popularized. And, and, it's, and, and if you reward something, what do you think people are going to do? They're going to continue to do it. If you if you keep leaving, you know, food out, and then you get a mouse, if you keep leaving food, you're going to have a rat infestation. That's what happens. You, 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 I mean, there are, and then you're going to get sick because it's going to one day, besides eating the food, it's going to bite you, and you're going to, it's just that. This is what, we have an infestation of something that's not good. Um, and nobody wants to clean it up because they're the, the rat ain't gonna leave if you you know 
then you're going to get more rats because you, you won't clean it up. And so we just have a morality infestation of, of I want to stand out, and if I'm a chick, I should get a fake ass, a fake tits, and use a whole bunch of screenshots and, and apps to make me look crazy, and duck lip, and get a weave, and I, can, I too can be a reality TV star, and I can make a lot of money. And if I get a face tattoo, and if I get get braids and dreads and dye them purple and red, and if I kill a lot of people and do a lot of zannies, I too, because now that's what's popular. That's going to make me, it's not even stand out, but because I look so much, like how extreme do I need to get to just to be seen as the cool kid? It's just an infestation until somebody gets hurt. So that's why I was going to allude to the, the XXX kid. And then, you know, the other part is, you know, from a criminal standpoint, it's just, it, it's really backwards. Like, if, if you, if you rob somebody, you don't get on Instagram and take pictures with their stuff. Like, that's what people are, like, there, like, there's two victims there. Um, you know, and not really victims. One, one is self-inflicted pain. You know, you took that boy's life. The other part is, you know, you're, you told on yourself, so you didn't even do a good crime. You can't have shootouts with the police and, and, and Snapchat it. I mean, it's just dumb. You can't you can't shoot people and then get on the gram and hold the chain up, and then you wonder why you're facing you know life in prison. And you know, it's just all backwards. There, people are rewarding. People are making, unfortunately. Uh, People have made stupid people famous. I saw somebody put that meme up uh, on, on the gram. And it's like, stop making stupid people famous. And that's what we are doing. We are glamorizing stupidity. That's, that's very true. That is very true. It, it, it's crazy, like, how, like, like, people glamorize the most simplest things. And then, like, the people who actually try to do good. I've seen something else on the gram. It's like... Nobody else goes through it than the person trying to do right. And that didn't stuck with me because yeah. it, it's crazy. It's, it's a sad state. And I don't really, you know, I don't know how you combat it. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I am trying my best to, to be, you know, not overjudgmental, and, but, you know, make my stand to be who I am and, you know, hope, you know, think, things are... You know, things things go in a cycle, so I'm hoping the cycle gets back to, you know, uh, one, you know, not preachy, 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 you know, you know, but just a balance. Like, it's just overly on one side of stupidity, and, uh, you know, uh, I just hope it shifts to where, where at, you know, at least 50-50 right now is about 98-2, you know. Yeah. So, like, I'm curious, like... Do you recommend any books or documentaries for people my age? Um, I I I, I get asked that pretty pretty uh pretty often regularly. Yeah, and I I, I haven't been um the best reader recently. Um, the the last thing I recommended to somebody is a book. Uh, he was a Harvard history professor. He's a white guy named Howard Zinn, Z-I-N-N. 
And he wrote a really cool book, I, I think. Well, no, I, I don't think. It was like a bestseller, too. But it's called The People's History of America. And that book, um, you know, they always say history is written by the winner, and what he did was try to compile historical data, you know, based on losers. So at the time, you know, uh, obviously when the Irish came to America, they were, you know, they were treated, you know, fucked up and they were treated fucked up in England. So it's that, it's that, it's the things a lot from their perspective and then, you know, the writings and, you know, documentation from the Irish perspective, the Italian perspective, the Native American perspective, the Chinese perspective, the African perspective. Um, yeah, the woman's perspective. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I might have to I check that out because, like, I, I love reading, so I, I am definitely going to check that out. Um, another thing is, too, like, um, I, I'm super curious to know, like, what are you listening to these days? Um, man, it, I, it is so much, so much good music out right now, um, in my opinion. I just, um, I, I wouldn't even demean one person by naming other people's stuff. I was, I was talking to, uh, my homegirl, Lyric Jones, and, uh, Light Compactive, and Bish, not Bishop Lamont, um, my man Chris Clark and uh, I think Redmatic, DJ Redmatic, whatever. But it's just, there's so much, like, people are putting out really, it, it's not getting the awareness that I think it deserves, but so, Apathy dropped a dope album, and, um, I mean, it's just lots of people that just are making really fucking good music, um, and, and it's, it's hard to listen to all of it. Like, I download you know, I got the Apple Apple Music, and then sometimes I just buy it just so I have it because yeah. it's the home. Uh, um, but it's I, uh, Royce's album is dope. You know, um, a lot of dope stuff, man. It's just a lot of really amazing, amazing music. And I can't. I, I heard some record from some dude I never heard of when I was in Dallas about a week ago, and it was song was great. I was just like, man, you know, I gotta, I just take notes. Like, I gotta get, make me some kind of playlist. It's so much good music. I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm totally like, I wish it was all more popular than just, you know, three or four guys that everybody supports as opposed to Evidence's album is banging and, you know, Black Marciano dropped his album. You know, it's a lot of people, man. It's just so many people are making really good music and, uh, I wish, especially in America, uh, you know, um, but yeah, there's nobody in particular. It's just, uh, I keep hearing stuff and then I download it, you know, and then I'm like, bro, it's crazy. I can't wait to like go on a vacation and just literally just play music for like two weeks and just check everybody's stuff out and vibe out. Um, I just, I just put it all in in, in my MacBook and, but you know, I'm busy working on my, my life and trying to get my project together. So I've been a little... You know, a, a, you know, a little all over the place, no. <laughs> a little, a little jumble. No, that's understandable because you got to focus on yourself before you can focus on other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, but I still want to, and I still do. I try to take that time out to just check at people out. Um, it, like I said, it's just 
really a good time in hip hop. Uh, content wise, I just wish it was fifty fifty where people got supported as much as some of the some of the more mainstream stuff. Okay, okay. Um, and I just two more questions, and I'll let you go because I understand you're a very you're a busy man, uh, Mr. Raz. Um, just uh, do you have a particular moment in your career that? that you're most proud of or are all of your moments of your career your most proudest? Man, um, I, I, not all of them. I mean, I've made some mistakes, um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. Um, and I, I have some that are more, you know, that definitely stand out as special, uh, extremely special. I would say listen to the song on intellectual property called Bartum. With um, KRS One. Yeah, and uh, I speak on some of them because Bartum is about having those amazing memories, you know. With you know a lot, some of them are with people that are no longer here, you know, and 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 you know those are some of the memories. So yeah, I would say go check out Bartum, and you can you can hear some of my favorite memories. All right. Well, yeah. I was just gonna say because I was just gonna say oh, um, I downloaded um, intellectual property too on there and I was like that when I seen KRS One on that I'm like that's one of your influencers isn't it? Yeah, man, that's my big brother, man. It's crazy to be a fan, do your research, and, and, and be you know have your your life change you know through people's music and then eventually become you know uh, eventually be able to record with him once, let alone you know. I've done probably about five songs with with Chris to be able to call him Chris and he calls me Razzy and you know yeah and my big brother and just that he sees me as a peer and you know yeah man you know that's part of that's that's one of my special memories let alone having him on that song that was the Bartum it was not stardom Bartum it's like a play on words right there yeah exactly um and for the last question, this is something I ask all my guests at the end of each episode. Do you have any words for somebody in a dark place trying to see the light? Man, um, but honestly, I'm not super religious, but I would say sometimes you got to pray, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I religious really either. Huh? I'm not religious either. Yeah, I'm not, man, but... Sometimes you just got to pray, man. You got to just, you know, I don't know. Some people might call it meditation. Um, I don't know, man. I, I would just say, you know, despair, it creeps in, uh, uncertainty. Um, not always is it our doing that bad things happen to people, you know, um, and, and, and remember that, um, Well, remember, there's only two options. You're going to make it or you're going to die. So, fuck. Try to enjoy it because stressing over shit only makes it worse. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, man. And if you're stressing, just go hit the loud. Yeah, man. Go smoke and try to smile and fuck it, man. I'm fucking pray, bro. I'm I'm putting it out there. It is what it is. Hey, and for that... Um, I'd like to close this episode with the West Coast legend, Mr. Raz Kaz, Waterproof MC, Peter Darker, the endangered lyricist. <laughs> I could go on for days on the names you have, sir. Yeah, 
<laughs> yes, sir. But hey, I like to say, man, um, this is the end of episode nine uh, from the desk of low. My sixth guest, Mr. Raz Karaz. We out. One.